0: Hello my friends, welcome to the Northfield radio program. I am so, so, so excited that you're here with me today. Thank you so much for taking time out of your schedule to listen to the radio show. Uh, as always, I always wanna say thank you to our friends at Outpost Coffee, thank you for providing just incredible caffeinated beverages. Check these guys out, you do not wanna miss out. OutpostCoffeeCo.com. So on the program today, it's gonna to be a little bit different. I went out to Facebook and I just asked, what do you guys want me to talk about? What's some of the issues or something you want me to tackle? And man, I got a ton of responses. And so what I want to try to do in the next several shows is I want to just go over some of these questions that were presented and I want to try to answer them to the best of my ability to give context and to get to, to provide value to you. All right, so one of the very first questions out of the gate is this, if I'm a Christian, Why do I feel like I'm failing? Why do I feel like I'm a huge mess? How am I to overcome this without feeding my flesh? Well, that is an incredible question and I wanna try to answer that to the best of my ability. And the thing that we need to go to first and foremost is the scriptures, so let's do that. And one of the best places I think to cover this topic would be Galatians chapter five starting in verse 16. Says this, but I say, walk by the spirit and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh for the desires of the flesh are against the spirit and the desires of the spirit are against the flesh for these are opposed to one another to keep us from doing the things that we want to do so i i think we need to understand that we've got two natures and there is a battle that's happening constantly for your heart your mind and your spirit there, there is a battle that's taking place constantly. So we have, to, we have to just really, really hone in on that idea that there is a battle that is taking place in the hearts and the minds of men and women. And there's a, it's called the new nature, and, and a lot of people in, in the church call it the old man or the old nature. And so you've got this pre-Christ nature, this nature that you had pre-Christ uh, that just gratified the desires of the flesh. It it was there. Now, when Christ entered the equation, when he came and ransomed and redeemed your heart and saved you, um, you got a new spirit. You got a new nature. Now, that old nature is still there because we're still humans and we're still in this present life. So, therefore, we are still dealing with the things of the flesh. But now we've got a new spirit that's saying, listen, it's the Holy Spirit telling us, listen, Here's what we need to not do. We need to not gratify the desires of our flesh. We need to, rather than gratify the desires of the flesh, we need to be walking in the spirit. We need to be walking by the, and and producing the fruits of the spirit. Now, what are the fruits of the spirit? Well, I'm glad you asked. Um, It it is this, it continues there in Galatians chapter. Well, I mean, just for context, I want to continue reading uh, because you get to see what the old nature is there in Galatians chapter 5 as well. He, he uh, addresses this. Now, the works of the flesh, in verse. this is verse 19. Now, the works of the flesh are evident. Sexual immorality, impurity, sensuality, idolatry, sorcery, enmity, strife, jealousy, fits of anger, rivalries, dissensions, divisions, envies, drunkenness, orgies, and things like these. And I warn you, as I've warned you before, that those who do these things will not inherit the kingdom of God. So we don't have to scratch our heads and think to ourselves, well, I wonder what that is. Well, Jesus gives us a very explicit and defined list of what is the work of the flesh. And so we don't have to scratch our heads and wonder, you know, what, what are the works of the flesh? Well, this is it. And, and think about, like, think about just the basics on this thing just if you read through this this is the works of the flesh sexual immorality that's rampant in the culture in which we live it it is just a rampant thing sexual immorality all over the place Uh, whether we're hooking up and hanging out heterosexually uh homosexuality uh what those 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 are both wrong heterosexuality that are that's, that's just outside of the confines of marriage. And homosexuality is just, they're both wrong. And so sexu- that is sexual immorality. Uh, that's, that's one of the first things out of the gate there. Um, impurities. I mean, the scripture says, I'll put no impure thing in front of my eyes. And, and how often do we do that? We, we put impure thoughts. We put impure things in front of our eyes. I mean, it, it is a tantalizing thing in front of us, the, the world in which we live, the, the, the desires of the, the eyes and the flesh the, to, to see those things and to, to partake in those things, those are things that we want to be a part of. And we were like, yes, this is, this is going to find, bring me fulfillment and happiness. And, and in reality, they don't really bring us lasting fulfillment. They just don't. Having impure thoughts, having impure images in front of our eyes, uh, impure things that come into our ears, they're just... It's not, it's not a lasting satisfaction. It's not even a real, decent satisfaction. It it really boils down to a really crummy type of satisfaction, and you keep going in that. And there's there's and then he moves from sensuality into idolatry, and and the idea of putting something before God, giving anything else that's gonna you know whether it's money, fame, uh, a house, a relationship, or, you know something like that idolatry is just this anything that takes the place of god that that's idolatry and then you sorcery and you know that's witchcraft and things that that doesn't that's not a huge thing in the world of which we live but it is still a thing um i see and hear things about witches and things like that it's it's something that needs to be addressed so it's there and we need to be careful. Uh, and I think the real here's the real meat of uh, like I said, sexual morality. I think is 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 the first thing. But here's the real meat uh, of what most people in the church deal with: enmity, strife, jealousy, fits of anger, rivalries, dissensions, and divisions. Those are the main culprits inside of a Christian's world. Those are the main things that Satan uses to. Just really peg us down and try to destroy, kill, just beat us up. I and mean, that's that's really what the enemy does. The enemy uses those things, the the things that will divide us. If we can if we can divide the house of God, then man, the enemy can just come in and and infiltrate with false doctrine and and you name it can just infiltrate with all kinds of just junk and insanity. And so this is something that we I think that the church deals with and so this question of you know i feel like a failure i think a lot of people are running with this kind of mentality uh, we, we get angry really quickly with one another and we are quick to i mean we're quick to fight james chapter four talks about um what this pa- the passions that are war within us we have not so we so we fight and we kill and we murder and you say, well, I've never murdered anyone physically. Well, maybe you haven't mis- murdered anyone physically, but maybe you've murdered someone's character by having a, de- a dissension or or a something of that nature. And, and so this is what the, the Bible tells us. This is what the works of the flesh are. Having fits of anger and, and divisions and rivalries and dissensions with one another. Getting in cliques and getting in groups and just fighting it out with one another and this click is against this group and this group you know just back and forth this is the kind of stuff that 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 paul warns us about in galatians said listen this is the works of the flesh and this is there's a stern warning at the end of this thing if you're constantly and angry and you're constantly having these fits and you're constantly trying to one up one another and you're constantly trying to get around and you've got jealousy issues and you're you've got a rivalry with one group of people or one person you're just fighting it out back and forth all the time there's a warning from God here he says this he I mean this is this these kind of things are on the level of sexual immorality and drunkenness being angry with one another and having jealousy and rivalries and dissensions it is on the same level as sexual immorality prostitution things of that na- that nature and drunkenness and orgies like that's what the text says and at the end of this he gives a very very stern warning to us it says i warn you before as i'm going to warn you again those who do these things will not inherit the kingdom of God. So this is very explicit. You're not going to heaven if you're doing this. If you're, because here's the deal, it's a hard issue. If you say you're a Christian, but you're you're just entrenched in bitterness and anger and rivalries and and, and immorality and and impurities and, and drunkenness, if you're involved in that stuff, listen to me and hear me clearly. On the authority of God's word, you are not a Christian. So stop telling yourself you are, and you need to repent and change by the grace of God. That, that's, that's the warning. That's the warning. So you say, what's the works of the flesh? Well, that's it. If you can constantly live in anger, bitterness, jealousy, and you're, you're impure in your thoughts, and you're impure in your body, and you, you, you just practice these things, here's, here's the promise from the Lord. Um, you're not my child. You're my creation, but you're not my child. And so it, it, he finishes this out. That, that's the bad news. And here's the thing. You've got to hear the bad news in order for the good news to be good news. You need to understand that you're a sinful person. I need to understand that. Because if I didn't understand that I was a sinful person, then, man, <laughs> I'd be in trouble. So, And here's the deal. I am guilty of these things. I'm guilty of drunkenness. I'm guilty of anger. I'm guilty of Fits of rage. I'm guilty of these things. But here's the thing. 1 John one nine tells us if you confess your sins, Jesus is faithful and just to forgive you and to cleanse you from all of your unrighteousness. This is the gospel. So he, that's the beautiful thing about this. So what are the works of the spirit? So we define what the works of the flesh are. What are the works of the spirit? Well, the scripture tells us very, very explicit here. He continues to go in Galatians chapter 5. He says, um the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control against such things there is no law. So what this means is you will not be guilty of breaking the law. You walk by the spirit, you live by the spirit, you will not be guilty of breaking the law because there is no law against these things. These are, these are the things of God. These are the attributes of God. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Now, let's just break those down for just a minute. Love. I mean, that's, we, we toss that word around like it's, you know, I love pizza. I, I love the Beatles. I love whatever. I love, I love a good baseball game. You, we throw those words around really quickly. I love these things. But think about that. This is what the Spirit of God exudes. Love. Unconditional love. Love that says, okay, yes, I know you're difficult. Yes, I know that you're, uh, you're sinful, but guess what? I still love you. Uh, I'm still going to, yeah, I know that you're difficult, but I'm still going to show grace. Like, love. And then joy. Not happiness. Joy. Like the legitimate joy is based upon the person of Jesus Christ, not your circumstance, and that's what Christians do. Christians are constantly chasing happiness. We want to be happy, like that. In the world, there are preachers in this town who teach that God just wants you to be happy. Well, no, God wants you to be holy, and as a result of being holy, you will be filled with joy. And joy is based upon Christ, not your circumstances. So we need to completely and truly understand this text. That that love, love comes from the Father. And when we love one another, as the scripture commands us to do, it says, I give you a new command, love one another as I have loved you. If we love one another the way Christ loves us, man, we wouldn't have any of the rivalries, this, the dissensions and the divisions and the jealousies. We wouldn't have those things. We would, and the joy would just exude. And then just peace and patience. And peace is just, Peace is not the absence of war. Peace is just literally people being at peace with one another because they're content in who they are because they're in Christ. When you're a Christian, you need to be content in who you are because you are in Christ. And like I said, there's a war that's happening. The old man, the, the old nature, rears its head and says, you've got some rights here. I can't believe you need to get in there and get involved. You can't. Don't let them talk that way. Don't let them act that way. Get in there and do your thing. Show up. Flex. Be patient with one another. Like, that is so big. If we're just willing to be patient with one another about circumstances, if we're willing to be patient with one another and give one another grace, it would transform the way we walk and move and have our being with one another. Like, that would just absolutely, that would... That literally changed the world. If we—that's Just being patient with one another, that would just be so huge. So you say, I'm a Christian. Why do I feel like I'm failing? Uh, and it could be that maybe you are. Maybe I, because I have. I have failed. I've fallen. And the scripture says in Romans 3.23, we've all fallen short of the glory of God. So what do we do? Walk by the Spirit. Allow the Holy Spirit to do His work in, in your life. Let him do the work that he's been commissioned to do in your life. And let let the fruits of the Spirit flow through your body, through your heart, through your mind. Show kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness with one another, self-control. Like, that's another huge one, man. In America, we are not self-controlled. Like, not even a little bit. We are not self-controlled. We are completely... Narcissistic to the core, and we want to. We want what we want, and we want it right now. You know what I'm saying? We want it right now, and this is this is why it's so big. We need to be. We need to live by the spirit, and let it. He, man, the scripture continues there in Galatians five. He says, "If we are led by the spirit, let us also keep in step with the spirit." Now, here, how do we do this? Let's just. How do we walk by the Spirit? How do we not gratify the desires of the flesh? We have. It's a three-step thing. Number one, we have to immerse ourselves in God's Word. I've used this illustration as I preached all over the country. It's this. How many? It's summertime, and when we go to the pool, we step into the pool, and when we first step into the pool, holy cow, it is just. It's you know shocking to the system sometimes when you get into certain pools you just step into the water and as you step in it's cold and you you know exactly what it's like when you put your foot in you walk in you and as the water as it as it goes up your legs and you 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 just you're shocked your system's shocked but after a while after you immerse yourself in the water man it's awesome it's i love being there i I love it here's the thing god's word's shocking sometimes God's word tells us to love our enemies, to do good to those who persecute us. Uh, we're called to be a peculiar people. That's what God's word tells us to do. We're called to be a peculiar people. And, and sometimes God's word is shocking. But once you immerse yourself in God's word, man, it's, it's the most amazing thing. And it will feel right Being immersed in God's word will make you eventually, it's going to draw sin out. When you immerse yourself in God's word, it will draw sin out of you. And and it will cause you to see, the scripture says, it's like a mirror. God's word is like a mirror and it exposes us for who we are, sinful. And a need of saving. in a need of uh, rescuing. And that's the beautiful thing. You immerse yourself in God's word. So that's number one. Number two is be obedient to what God's word called you to do. So here's the thing a lot of people do is we read God's word, it pinpoints something in our hearts and our lives that we need to change, we need to repent of. And we, we, we read it, but we're like, yeah, yeah no, I don't, I don't wanna do that. I don't, I don't wanna pursue that, I don't wanna do that. I wanna do what I wanna do because that's our selfish, sinful nature. So, this is what number two is you've got to be obedient to what God's word. If you immerse yourself in God's word, you've got to be obedient to that word. You just have to. You have to be obedient to it. And then number three, you need to get yourself connected into a biblical church. You need to be committed into a local New Testament church that loves God's word, that pursues God's word, that The people in the church have the, that you give the folks in the church the authority to um, shepherd your heart, to shepherd your life. You give them permission to hold you accountable to God's word. You give them permission to shepherd your heart, that you have to be connected into a biblical community, a Christ-honoring, Christ-centered community. And and sometimes that's hard to find in, in the world in which we live. Finding a church that is really, really committed to God's word. As opposed to being committed to entertainment and shows and music and parties. There's a lot of churches that are doing that. They've got a really cool rock band. That's awesome. But they're three inches deep theologically. That's great. You've got a great music program. I'm all for a great music program. But if you are substituting the great and beautiful things of the scriptures for music you got a problem you need to get connected into a bible believing bible focused gospel centered church that loves the scriptures and you need to find a pastor who is willing and ready and able to shepherd your heart well and teach boldly the oracles of god that is what is needed so that's the three that's three folds that's threefold thing So my, my hope for us is, as you, uh, I hope that answers your question. How do I, I feel like a failure. How do I, how do I not do this? How do I not feed the flesh? Well, this is where you're going to have to make a hard, fast commitment to God. You're going to have to love Jesus more than you love your sin. Like that's just bottom line. You're going to have to love Jesus more than you love your sin. And if you love Christ, you love his word and you love his people more than you love your personal sin, then you're going you're gonna to be fine. The scripture tells us that. The scripture tells us. He goes, if you live by the Spirit, let us also keep in step with the Spirit. Let us not become conceited, provoking one another, envying one another. Let's not continue to do that. Here's what we need to do. We need to walk by the Spirit. And if we walk by the Spirit, we're not going to gratify the desires of the flesh. We've got we to gotta be connected in. We've got to be committed to the things of God. Over the things of the world. That's that's the bottom line. You commit to the things of God over the things of the world, you're gonna win every time. You're gonna win in, in the long view, in the long sketch of eternity. You're going to win if you commit to following, loving, and pursuing the God of the Bible. You do that, and I can promise you, you will win. I didn't say it wasn't good, I didn't say it was gonna be easy, but I said you're gonna win. If you commit to following Christ with your full heart. And that's, I mean, that's going to take, that's going to take some, man, prayer. That's going to take you denying yourself. Matthew tells us that. We need to deny ourselves. We've got to deny our flesh. And we've got to say, okay, what, what does Jesus want me to do? Jesus wants me to walk and to live by the, by the Spirit. He wants me to do these things. And I, I'm telling you, if you do that, you're going to win. So, I hope that this has encouraged you. I hope that this is uh, this this first. This is there's going to be several episodes where we talk about these type, types of things. So this is sort of kind of, I guess uh, episode, you know, or part one of this uh, of these asking Caleb questions. Uh, so I, I hope that this has encouraged you. Love you guys. Let's uh, we'll dismiss in prayer. Father, I thank you for your word. I thank you for the power of your word. And Lord, I pray that you would give us strength and eyes to see where you want us to go. Help us not to be short-sighted and and, and be committed to following our flesh, but help us to be committed to following you. Help us to be committed to following your word. And when the word enters our equation, that we would submit ourselves to the word and not to our own desires. We'd, We'd submit ourselves to your commands and your words and help us to follow and love you. We pray all this in your glorious and beautiful name. Amen. Love you guys. Have a great week. This program has been brought to you by DSR, a technology company that has been investing in Bartles of the families for over 35 years. DSR, we deliver technology.